This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. Welcome back. This is the first new episode of 2020, and I am so excited to be back with you guys. My guest today is Sarah Merrill, who is the founder and content creator behind social media accounts, website, and podcast, Big Kid Problems. Big Kid Problems taps into the struggles we all face while trying to be an adult in this world. And let's just be real, while maybe not wanting to be... <laughs> I personally started following Big Kid Problems Instagram account for their hilarious memes about daily life that can either make me laugh when I actually want to cry or just give me a smile throughout my day or week. Sarah is hilarious and we started talking about starting your own podcast, blog, social media accounts, what each workday looks like when you work for yourself like that, and how to monetize your site. She even gave us some deets on her newest Big Kid Problem, planning a wedding. Here's our conversation. Okay, so what is a big kid problem? Oh my gosh. All right, the definition of a big kid problem is basically like a young adult struggle. I actually say young adult, and it doesn't even have to be a young adult. It's just okay. a problem where you you kind of, you're forced into this adult world that you don't want to be in. That's at least how it started. You know, like I, I originally, when I thought of big kid problems, I was still in college and I, and it, all the big kid problems that I was writing were about going into the adult world, you know, yeah. about to leave school and like have to figure out what a 401k means, like things <laughs> like that. So that's kind of what, what, it, when I started, what it meant. And now it's kind of evolved. So what though, <laughs> just to like the big kid problems you might face when you're, what, how old are you? I'm 31. So in your 30s, even. You oh, have, yeah. yeah. What I've realized, Kelly, is that <laughs> we all have big kid problems. Like, it's actually funny because even my dad, which I'm always really embarrassed when he reads my content, but he does. <laughs> and he's always like, I have big kid problems, too. Right. And he's what, in his 60s or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah. Everybody has them. It's just like things you don't want to freaking deal with. What is that? Is it like we don't want to grow up or it's just adulting is hard? You know what I honestly think? it is 
I I think that you know when we're kids and you look at somebody who's like 20 years old and you're like that's an adult oh yeah you know what I mean they have it figured out (laughs) yeah and I think the older we get we realize like no we never actually have it figured out and we're always like still that same person we were when we were like seven eight years old we're just in like a bigger flabbier body you know what I mean (laughs) like yeah and you're just trying to figure it out as you go that's totally it and so even as old as we get we never truly get to be that adult that we kind of pictured we would be when, when we were younger yeah so you said you started this in college what made you I mean like did you just start with an Instagram or how did this even start oh my god bless your heart for thinking Instagram was around <laughs> oh when god. I was in college I forgot it wasn't even around <laughs> no I know when I tell people that like I, I get I, I tell like my 20 something friends and they're like I'm sorry what yeah um no this was life bef- without Instagram yeah before Instagram was out I started as a Twitter Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So you're just doing funny quotes about trying to be an adult. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I followed a couple accounts. I call them like quote unquote problems accounts. Like there was like white girl problems. Yeah. There was like post grad <laughs> problems, and that's actually why I thought of the name big kid problems. Like I I just wanted to come up with a name, and I couldn't really think of anything. And I was like, let me just do something something problems, right? And I'll change it when I think of something more creative. And then I never did. <laughs> so well, now, now it's fits. Yeah, it's, it still fits. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I was always on Twitter when I was supposed to be studying, um, you know, just like laughing at like silly little things. And then I was like, let me try doing like these type of jokes. But for my age demo, which is right. like people who are about to graduate and be in the real world. So this was just for fun. Totally. Did you ever think, oh my gosh, I could just make this into my job? Oh my God, no, (laughs) never. (laughs) Not only did I not think that it would be a job, I never even wanted like my name associated with it. Like I was so scared I was going to get in trouble. With who though? Like, I don't know. With like, like, well, at the time I was, you know, applying for jobs and like about to go into the real world. And I was, you know, worried that someone would, cause I was saying some shit, you know, like I was anonymous <laughs> at the time. That would be the best way. Yes. I kind of wish Say I was whatever you wanted. Yeah, I kind of wish I could go back to, yeah. uh, to being anonymous. Cause those, those are the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> I could really just say whatever I wanted. Um, I still kind of do, but with a, like a little grain of salt. Yeah. People will track me down personally really? and send me DMs. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you have to be a little more filtered because they know it's you. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what do they even say to you? Like people get offended, you know, oh. like I'm just that's my whole thing. Like I'm like my goal in all of this is I'm just trying to make people laugh. Yeah. But sometimes like what makes me laugh offends other people. Yeah. And I've had to kind of like toe the line a couple of times. And sometimes I stand by like my joke. I'm like, dude, if you can't take this joke, like just press the unfollow button. Yeah, like you're not the right audience. Yeah, like it's not for you, dude. Like relax. Yeah. And then sometimes I make jokes not even realizing that they are offensive. And I will like sometimes go back and <laughs> reword stuff. <laughs> yeah, reword it a, a little bit. It happens. I mean, do you feel like you've actually made it because Khloe Kardashian retweeted you or reposted you? Uh, yes. I, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, Sarah's at a whole new level now. <laughs> I know. And I was just like sitting back. I'm like, I'm just going to start reeling it in. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's all happening. It's here. Um, Someone's going to send me a million dollar check. Absolutely. I uh, would think the same thing. Yeah. Not quite. No. Um, <laughs> Damn it. So I that's know. not the key to success. A Kardashian no. repost you. It does help, though. 
Seems like it would. So you started this in college and you said you just never thought of it as a job. But how did this actually become what is now your full time gig? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, It happened over time, honestly. Uh, it took a couple of years really to make, to have it where I was making enough money that it was uh, uh, like, I was able to leave my corporate job. Yeah. Um, which I don't think people realize. I think people, when they're starting out on Instagram or trying to do like, you know, something like this, they think that they can quit their job pretty quickly and like just transition to full time. And I'm always like, don't do that. You know? Um, Cause it did, it did. It took years to, I originally started out, brands would reach out to me and I would do, you know, promotional posts and, and that's one way to make money on Instagram, but there's a ton of other ways. Um, I really started like really on the back end, started leveraging some of my, um, writing abilities. Cause people would reach out to me and they wanted to create memes for like their brand or they mm-hmm. wanted, you know, like funny content. So I started, you know, uh, writing content for other companies. That was a way I made money. I made money through merchandise. I started selling like funny mugs because that was like a whole thing. I did a lot of like office um, related humor. So I started making office mugs um, and merchandise. Um, what else was I doing? I was just doing a ton of different stuff. Like yeah. there wasn't ever like a clear um, path for me. I always was just throwing shit at the wall. Seeing what stuck. Yeah. yeah. And then when I finally started getting some consistent income and like I'm talking real consistent because right. I had a pretty good job at the time. Um, I finally left and was able to take it full time. So how do you make money other than collaborations? I think we talked about this before. I get these questions all of the time mm-hmm. from people like, how do you start a blog? How do you start a podcast? And I mean, I don't even know if I have the direct answer all the time. I just kind of felt my way through it like you did. But how do you make money? That's the thing. So I always, when people are talking to me about like starting a blog or starting a podcast, I'm like, just start it. Do not worry about the income piece because also what's going to make you successful is doing something like from your heart and just being like really, really authentic. And if you're trying to overly brand yourself, I think especially at first, I've just seen it not work out yeah that way that makes total sense um so I like the dipping your toe approach which okay. is definitely what I did and just trying a bunch of different things to make to make money so you know we mentioned promotions um I talked about like I do copywriting and like funny right. stuff on the side um merchandise what else um oh my god let me think um because I there's literally like I've written them all down at one stage and I was doing like 10 different things to really? make income it was wild yeah um I have like a publicate a, a publication deal that went on where basically a, 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 a publisher reached out to me and we're like, can we repurpose your content for a calendar? Amazing. Oh, I saw the calendar. Yeah. yeah that's so cool. Yeah. That was fun. So that's yeah. what I, mean. I mean, there's no, like everybody does it differently. Yeah. Um, podcasting is a great way if you get your, if you get your toe in there to, to make income. Um, but there's just a ton of different ways. And I think you have to just kind of do what you want to do and then like let the business piece kind of come later, come later. I think that's such a good point you make about finding what it is you want to do. And like the creative aspect, getting all of that in line first and being true to yourself, because it seems like for me or in my business, the stuff that's happened comes after like, and it just, they come to you based on what you're producing content wise. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, what does a normal day look like for you? (laughs) (laughs) Is there a normal day? 
<laughs> no, I mean, there's definitely not. Um, it's definitely more work than I think people yeah. assume. Like people are like, oh, you write memes on the internet. Like you probably roll out of bed at 12. Right. Well, can we talk about that though? You write all of your own stuff, right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, you're very funny, first of all, <laughs> but that's a lot. It seems like a lot, but it's honestly out of everything I do at the core, like that is the most fun thing for me. And it's yeah. the thing that comes the easiest. Really? Like, it's so funny. Like, you know, I'll just be sitting watching TV with my fiance and he's like seeing me ferociously on my phone. He's like, all right, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you just, I just get strokes and like, yes. write, I'll write like 10 pieces or 10 memes at a time. And then like, I won't be funny again for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> gotta take it when it comes then. yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but that's always just been the that's been the easy part that's really the fun part. what was your background did you have a writing background no what's your major <laughs> no. everyone is always like so surprised when they hear my major I was a political science major I mean that's kind of random for what you do now it is so <laughs> random because I will never be allowed in politics ever 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 no the ship has sailed <laughs> That shit has sailed. Uh, See, that's just, I always say to you, I have a public relations major, which I guess I use more now, but like, how do you decide at 18 what you're going to do for the rest of your life? It's already, what's funny is like what we're doing now didn't exist. That's so true. When we were in college. So we couldn't have thought of it. Right. Whenever, whenever I hear people, cause I was like this, whenever like younger people are like, I just don't know what I want to do. I'm like, maybe you don't know what you want to do because it's like not a job yet. yet. (laughs) I'm like, just keep doing what you like. Yeah. And, you know, like figure it out from there. That is a really good point. Okay. So if you have a business like this, for me, one of the hardest things sometimes is, or one of the best things and the hardest things is that you're, you're your own boss, Mm -hmm. but that's also really hard because that comes with a lot of responsibility. So what do you think is like, what's the best thing about being your own boss to you? The best thing I'd say is getting to do what you want to do. And like, that was one of the things I hated working at a, in an office or like yeah. for another employer. Like you had to do a lot of shit that wasn't like what you wanted to do. I had to like fill out spreadsheets. Well, I still have to spread, fill out spreadsheets. <laughs> you <laughs> do? I'm, I don't do spreadsheets. Oh girl. Oh my God. Yeah. I do all my, I mean, I literally do everything. Like I do all my own account accounting yes. um, you know, all my contracts, like all that stuff comes to me. Like it's a lot more that people realize yeah um which goes back to i don't even think i answered your what am i day yeah we'll circle back around to that one after the boss um but i really love that i can choose like the projects that i'm working on i can choose how i spend my time and if i'm not liking something i can put it aside and pick it up a little bit later um like i was working on um this like TV project and I'm like you know what my heart is just not in this at this moment like I'm gonna put it down yeah and you know I'm gonna rework this but I don't have to do that right now I can come back when it's like a little when I feel better about it and like if you're working at an office, you can't just choose like, I'm not going to do that report. No, but that <laughs> I'll circle back in a year. Don't you think that's helpful with creativity? Because like you said, with the funny thing, when you're like super funny one day and then you can't be funny for another week, like I can't be creative just on command like that. Right. That Or that's just how my brain works. Like it's like sometimes it's easy and the flow is there and sometimes it's just not. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's like the thing I'm like, I don't, I used to try to force it. Right. And you can't, that's one of the things about creativity. Like you can't be forced. No. Yeah. It can be, you can do things to like help it come out. Yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah, there's some days and I'm like, nope, not happening. Shut it down. <laughs> so what's the hard part about being your own boss? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally everything. Ugh, like I cry all the time. Problem. God. <laughs> no, it's just hard. I think especially what what we're doing um in this like it's so inconsistent you know like a, a lot of my businesses on instagram on social media i don't own that channel right um some things happen sometimes i have great months where i'm bringing in like a ton of partnerships and everything's awesome and then i have literally like two months will go by that i didn't bring in one dollar right and i'm like okay that's terrifying because so my scary. bills haven't stopped coming right yeah so that's it. The inconsistency is hard. I'd say, you know, being able to self motivate, especially like when there's days that you just like don't want to do shit. Right. Um, that can be challenging. It's actually funny because when I when I worked in an office, when I had my corporate job, like I hated being micromanaged. Like every time my boss would try and like give me things to do or like give me workarounds on on like what I was doing and offer up advice, I'd be like, get away from me. I don't right. I don't need this. And now I like literally like paid a coach last year. To, like I literally paid somebody like to micromanage me. No, like a business coach. Oh my to be like, God. here are the things you need to do. Um, because I was like, please, somebody tell me what to do. Oh my please. God. I might have to get that number. Yeah. Wait, so that, so are there any tricks? Well, I guess if you had a coach, you might've learned some tricks. Like what do you do when you just aren't feeling motivated or you're trying to just really get yourself going? You can't. Uh, I had last year, I swear to God, t 2019 for me was like full of those moments where I was like, I had just moved. I just moved across the country. So I like didn't have any of my friends around. Yeah. I was like in this area. I didn't know. And then I was started feeling like really unmotivated to do a lot of the things that I had been doing before. And I think the best thing you can do in those situations is you have to get out of your own head. Um, so what I would do is I would put things on paper. Okay. Um, I would get really, really clear on breaking down like what are the things I have to do? How am I making money this month? What projects am I working on? Okay. If I have this opportunity, what do I need to do to get it done? Who do I need to reach out? You know, like it just, it's all about breaking it down into like, like digestible chunks. Right. Um, and, and also a big thing that helped me too is cause I can get really self-critical. Like if anybody follows my Instagram, you know, it's like, 50% about like, <laughs> making fun of yourself yeah, making yeah. Fun of myself, and like being anxious and like stuff like right. that. Like that, that, that comes from real life. Right. Um, so a, a big thing that helped me too, and I was like feeling really unmotivated or down as I would put down on paper, like, what are the thoughts that I'm having in my head? Like I'm thinking like, nobody thinks I'm funny. I'm mm -hmm. the worst. <laughs> um, I'm never going to get anything done. And then on like my second column, I would write down, okay, what's the reality of the situation? Yeah. And that was, that was like something I started doing last year. That was so helpful because I would take a look at it and be like, wow, like the thoughts I'm having in my head are actually bullshit. Yeah. And, and it was just like a good reality check on myself. It's so fascinating. And this is why I love doing stuff like this, because when I look at your account, I'm like, God, she's so funny. How is she always on? You know, and that's just what we do to ourselves, right? Like we compare and I didn't, I have those same kind of thoughts about myself. Like, ugh, I can't do this. I don't even want to post sometimes because that feels so vulnerable. You just want to like shut it down. Yep. But it happens to everybody. hundred percent. Wow. Okay. So let's go back to what does a normal day look like? Because we never did. <laughs> 
answer that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I also have like wild ADD. So do I. So yeah. this will be interesting. <laughs> um, normal day. I mean, every day is different, but like I do have like some kind of consistency. Like I try to, because I am an ADD monster. Yeah. Um, I try to reel it in. Like in the morning, I try to do like a couple things like every single morning. Like it's really hard for me to actually, I'm a night owl. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to get up early, but I try to, you know, get up same time every morning which some people will be like that's late i think it's early (laughs) (laughs) 8 a.m i mean that's a very consistent time yeah it's like fair like and it depends on your business so yeah that's fine yeah thank you um (laughs) you have my approval thank you so much let's tell my fiance that um because he's up at like 6 a.m right he's like done 12 things yes by the time i come rolling out um but i'll meditate oh i love that uh i do like a little journaling in the morning which is another just nice thing about working for yourself that i can i can just i don't have to like run to an office yeah um but that also helps me with creative creativity like it just gets the juices in my brain flowing good idea it really does help yeah um and then i you know check my emails Mm -hmm. um do you like my immediate things because there's always like some fire or like some immediate thing that i have to do i always in the morning to like try and put up my first piece of content because i always i always think i always try and put up content for like the commuter like somebody who is going to an office every day that's like hating their job like when are you on instagram on your way to work yep um or you know maybe after you sent your first few emails and you've checked your horoscope then you're gonna move to instagram (laughs) like i want to catch you in that flow so i try and do it in the morning again i do that like after lunch around like 2 p.m i'm like people are definitely checking out of work right now i like mentally checking out um so i try and keep my posting schedule around that um yeah, and it's just different depending on what I'm working on. Oh, right. on my weeks that I have podcasts, there's like a lot that goes into that, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's another thing that's super time consuming that people don't realize. Oh, my God. The preparation, just the research, all of that. The I booking. Had, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only, how, how long have you been doing this? Um, a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like a little under a year. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot. Yeah. Do you do, how often are you posting podcasts? So I'm like really happy that I chose to do this this way. Um, I I have seasons. That's so smart. Oh my gosh. So it is. <laughs> I'm really happy it's that really I did smart. it that way. Yeah. It has its downfalls too. I mean, like I was doing really well. Like the podcast got ranked in the top hundred oh for self improvement, which I'm like, this is amazing. But yeah. then the second you go off the air, right. you drop right you out. You lose of the ranks. people. Yeah. So that can that's a little bit of a challenge, and especially like for the monetary side of things right um you know dropping out of like not posting a podcast for six weeks hurts yeah but for my own like mental stability like having 10 to 12 episodes in a chunk and then I have a couple months to like actually prep get those Mm -hmm. episodes ready it just like helps it run so much smoother so you're doing bulk recording and then you take a break yeah well the thing is it's like I that's what I thought there's never really a break because um, I'll do a lot of like my upfront recording where I'm working with my guests and then then it goes into my production phase mm-hmm. and then so w- once I'm done with my recording then it kind of goes into I'm actually posting the, p- the podcast because when I'm off the air that's when I'm recording with guests and then right. um, when I'm when I'm actually in a season then it's like oh my god you have to do so many other things like you know making your marketing materials mm-hmm. recording you know your intro outros it just never ends
If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Do you, (laughs) did you feel this way? I mean, well, first of all, a question that I get is, well, how do you know how to do that? And I'm like, know how to do it like I don't I don't know how to do anything I do I just start doing it um but did you feel that way like did you kind of know what you were getting into or did you feel super intimidated and like how did you learn I was super intimidated like actually I wanted to start my podcast two years ago and I kept talking about it I kept being like I'm gonna start a podcast (laughs) and then like never doing anything um that is that is like something that it's like hard to explain to people but I feel like if you're if anybody listening is like has something they really want to do I mean when you started when I started it was like I was looking up Mount Everest I was like there is so much that has to get done and the only way to do it is just to take one little Mm -hmm. step at a time so I literally when I started I was like okay I'm gonna write out what I want my season to look like like that was the first thing I did and that gave me like an idea of the types of episodes I wanted to do and I was like okay I want to do you know an episode on breakups or getting fired so who would my guest be for that and then I kind of like I don't know it was a long process and like even right now I just finished my season two and I'm now just beginning to work on season three and it's like okay I'm re-looking up that mountain yeah but it's like you just got to start there's no other way so there are a lot of days you will be working on the podcast stuff, but if that is not, oh, I guess you just said that if it's just kind of an ongoing thing it's ongoing for you, for if sure. that's not happening as much though, 
what would be some of the other things that your day involves? So definitely I do a lot of um, like branded partnerships um, and a lot of it, some of it comes to me, a lot of it I'm doing outreach too. So you reach out to the brands Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of people ask. They're like, I want to build this Instagram or this platform or I have the platform, but like, where do I meet these people to make the money and all that stuff? Oh, okay. <laughs> do you, should we go there? Yeah, I, go. I mean, I can, I used to do sales for a living. Oh, so I okay. have like a business development background and I just completely took that and applied it to this. Okay. So I, I mean, cause a, a big thing too, and I think anybody like running their own brand or account, um, wants to be aware of is a lot of the stuff that comes to you might not be the things that you really want. Like you're, you're kind of getting the low end of the the spectrum here. Um, so if you really want to, if you want to work with like brands that you care about and are passionate about, you kind of have to do the reaching out or, you know, sometimes maybe it works around the other opposite side, but at least in my experience, I've had to be the one to like go after those brands. Um, so I usually make a list, um, a target list. That's what I used to do in sales. Yeah. I literally make like 10 to 20 um, companies that I'm like, these, these are like, companies I use. Okay. Or that like, like dream client kind of thing. Dream things. clients are, you know, things that I apply to my account. Because okay. I'm like, my big kid problems things. I'm like, okay, what is like funny female things that we, right. you know, might use or it makes sense. So I'll do that. And then I like literally craft pitches to each one. And like, just to kind of give people an example, it doesn't have to be crazy. Like, um, you know, uh, I just moved recently and moving is such a pain in the ass. Like it is a big kid problem. And there's like a lot of these mattress companies that like make it easier. Like, you know, like that just mail you a mattress. Cause like back in my day, you had to go to a store (laughs) and like through the snow (laughs) in the woods. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) Um, so I was like, let me pitch a mattress company. Well, I wrote a pitch and I sent it to like five different mattress companies. Like you can, you can kind of like spread it out a little bit. Um, but yeah, you you write your pitch and you come from a PR background. Yeah. You know, you know what you're doing. You're basically saying who you are, um, why a collaboration would make sense. Um, you send it off. I mean, you might send you might send 20 pitches. You might hear back from one person. Um, but yeah, you just kind of you kind of go from there. It's like a it's like a longer process, but mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work. But it's one of those things that um, if you do it enough, it's like a numbers game. Like you oh, will yeah. get you'll you'll get some back so are you getting product are you getting paid are you getting both like because I think that's important to explain to some people is I know like with some things I'll do collaborations and it's just for the product of something or um like a mattress or whatever or there's sometimes where you're being paid yeah I try to because honestly this is my business so I try to keep it like business paid. I try yeah. to keep paid and um I mean I know the the value that I'm bringing to sure. a brand and you know brands pay so much money for a commercial or a billboard um where you can't really track the eyeballs or like the return on it on social media that's why I really think social media is gonna last for a while mm-hmm. um because I can see exactly the eyeballs that are on it I can right. see exactly who clicked on your link um and there's traction and there is um you know proof behind this so 
Um, sorry, I forgot what I was saying. Well, we were just talking <laughs> about, you know, your value and that is true. You're bringing in a built-in audience. And I think that's a really important thing to say. And you know exactly who that audience is. Like yeah. what you're saying and you can track it. Right. Exactly. It's the new, it's the new advertising. Yeah. Is what I think. Oh, but I will say, so it depends on like what the trade is. Cause I do, yeah. do I will do trade for um, product too, but I have that number in mind. Like I know what the cost of, um, a post an in-feed post is I know what the cost of a um, story post right. is and so if you know someone wants to trade me a certain amount of dollars worth of product um, and it makes sense for whatever I'm posting then yeah I'll do a product right. trade if I really want it if you really wanted the product yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people sense. are like let me give you like butt itch cream <laughs> You're like, like, like $500 worth I'm like I'm good thanks yeah. but isn't it such a fine line because I feel like this is what happens and I mean I've there's sometimes where I will not want to do something thing and so I have to turn it down but then you're like oh but that money would have been really nice and I think it's such a fine line because you see all these people especially like bachelor contestants they get off the show and that's all they do that's mm-hmm. how they make their whole living is these collaborations and so it loses authenticity because they're just doing it for the money yeah so how do you stay true to your brand and not just get wrapped up in like the financial aspect yeah um so I think there's two pieces to that um I think one, like I, I took a firm stand a couple years ago. Cause I, I, when I first started doing promos, I'm like, someone would offer me like a hundred dollars. They'd be like, sure. I'll (laughs) post your like, whatever. That makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so I took a firm stand where I'm like, I will only post things that I would recommend to a friend or like a family member or that I use myself. Um, so if I wouldn't actually tell somebody to buy it in my own life or buy it myself, I'm not going to post about it. And like that has to be a hard stance. Cause yeah, if you're posting, I follow these bachelor or I've seen these bachelor contestants too. And it's like, I'm not going to buy anything you're pushing. No, because I know you're being paid and like, do you actually use it or like it or what? Yeah. I think the audience audiences are smart. They They can totally tell the difference when someone's posting like flat tea or like when I'm posting, I mean, I just did like a wedding collaboration with, um, with, gosh, I don't know say it like minted <laughs> yeah. um where i they helped me do my save the dates and like there's a difference where like i'm showing like okay this is me like actually doing right. my save the dates that i'm sending to my family right and i used this company um so i think there's a big difference there for sure i think that's so smart though that you actually are the ones reaching out to the brain yourself for that reason specifically mm-hmm. because it's you're already going to people who you know you would like yeah oh and one I think there's another piece here too is that you also can't do it all the time like you can't if I posted sponsorship posts mm-hmm. every week I think people will get really tapped yeah. out yeah so I think there's like a balance too yeah how many you do well you mentioned wedding so <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about this because I feel like amongst big kid problems, like this seems like it would be like laced with big kid problems, a wedding, like planning a wedding and then even a marriage. Like what are you, so what are you coming, bumping up against with this wedding planning? What am I not bumping up against? (laughs) Honestly, like the whole thing, the whole thing is a big kid problem. Really? For sure. One big, big kid. I can't even say that. One One big, (laughs) big kid problem. Yeah, it's like even just like you mentioning it, like I think I'm getting high. You are. Oh I'm my getting... gosh, you're like breaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, you guys. So it's what not is so fun. stressful about it? It is just like the most overwhelming thing I've ever done. We okay. talk about like looking up a mountain. Yeah. 
this is a mountain and it's just it's like the logistic i am like i'm a creative i am not a logistics person right. and there is so many logistics that go into a wedding like you have to account for everything um and it's just a lot and i just even when i begin to think about it i get overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of bride would you say you are um like an anxious <laughs> an anxious like so we're going back Brandon's to anxiety like, are you gonna make it to our wedding date he's like are Will you, you gonna- be there yeah like unclear oh my god tbd tbd i've seen a couple posts on your instagram about it but are you blogging about this whole process too yeah i okay. actually i have a couple um lined up I'm, I'm waiting to get a little bit closer that i'm gonna okay. start like banging them out but i've learned i've honestly learned a lot through this process really? and it's um it's amazing i mean like it, that's what's kind of cool about having like a community on social media because I will straight up like ask questions to people like even just talking about save the dates like I learned so much about my save the dates process by asking people on social media really? like yeah you know like one thing um you know I was like should I do magnets or regular and then like I got so much information about like why you shouldn't do magnets wait so why <laughs> apparently they're really bad for the environment oh good to know okay. and a lot of refrigerators now like don't aren't like magnetized oh, they don't even hold magnets they won't hold magnets anymore so i was like oh okay i didn't know that yeah like so i that's just right. the kind of thing that i've just gotten a lot of information of like because i just didn't know anything going into this and with every decision you make you realize there's like so much yeah so you weren't one of those girls who had this planned out your whole life oh my god no no definitely <laughs> not what's funny is um my fiance uh did like he's really? like he's like the bride in this yeah. scenario like he's been waiting for this day he knows like who what it, who wants it to look like yeah. who he wants there he's so excited oh my god <laughs> that's hilarious do you have your dress oh my god my dress uh yes i have a dress um I that's another learning lesson uh-huh. um I found a dress and like the whole dress thing is crazy like there's just like a lot of pressure in the moment yeah and so I bought this dress and now I'm like worried that I hate it oh really yeah and they're like not cheap no they're not cheap and you can't return them uh, once you sign that contract girl you get that in that dress a big shopping excur- excursion yeah and like what if you're pmsing that day or something right well i was like i feel like this dress shop like pumped like casino air into it like <laughs> i was just like i was just like on a high like yeah get that yeah, get that yeah. i'll do this and yeah and like made all these decisions really fast which is if anybody knows me so unlike me like really? i can't even decide on my brunch order like without second guessing myself like 30 <laughs> times so i don't know yeah the dress is wild the dress whole scenario is crazy what but you- now i'm starting to think like I'll get some alterations and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You'll look beautiful. Yeah. But what are, what are you just going to alter it to be different? Are you? Just yeah. There's just gonna... some things like there's some things when I, cause I, anybody lit and this is another thing that so many people wrote to me cause I posted about it on, um, on big gay problems and so many brides reach out to me and they're like, I went through this. Stop looking at pictures of your dress. Like really? you just have to stop looking Leave at it. pictures. Yeah. Cause there's nothing you can do. Um, th- yeah, there's just like some areas on it that I keep fixating on and people are like, you can change it. Just like wait right. till you get the dress and then freak out. <laughs> also, don't you think it's that, um, mentality? Cause I used to do a lot of makeup for weddings and I swear, I feel like there's so much pressure on that day being like, you're going to look the prettiest you've ever looked that people lose 
concept of reality or I don't I swear I would feel like people brought in pictures of like Angelina Jolie and they're like I want to look like this and I'm like yeah but you don't look like that so Wait, you can't do that no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it's just I almost feel like we can't even see straight when it comes to so much pressure on one day oh yeah that's what's like been so amazing like shocking to me in this yeah. process I'm like because I'm like a pretty like I just I don't know I don't really like care about that stuff that much like in general and it is such a fixation now I'm like wow everybody's gonna be looking at me this is my one day like I'm not you know like I like to work out here and there but I'm not like crazy yeah but I'm like okay this is the best this is the one thing that I have that I like I can like I have to show up as like my best self yeah so So, are you in the gym like every day it's starting (laughs) it's starting it's crazy oh my gosh because I'm like I don't want to this is my one opportunity to shine (laughs) (laughs) see shine and uh I For just, what though? I, I'm just like you know, like everybody looks back on these photos. That's true. That's you know, true. like I've seen my grandmother's wedding photos. Right. That's true. My grandparents' wedding photos right next oh, to that's us. So cute. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm talking I know. about. It's gonna live on forever. You're right. Yeah. So I'm I like see the pressure. This is it. This is it, team. Wow. But then I'm like going. I'm going ham on the other side of this. Okay. It's like. <laughs> I am like canceling my berries for super Like it's carb city. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell tell my fiance. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So people can follow you on Instagram and Twitter and all your social media accounts. Is it at big kids problems? Big kid problems. Big kid problem problems gosh i'm having trouble today um what's your website my website is thebigkidproblems.com um you'll see some funny blog stuff you'll see some wedding stuff coming up and i have my (laughs) podcast on there too which is really fun and funny mugs lots of funny mugs i didn't even know about those and i was looking through the other day they're really funny thank you (laughs) there's a lot of options too so it's one for every occasion i feel like also kind of give people an overview of what you talk about on your podcast because i feel like it is a really big range of topics yeah and it's so different from anybody who follows the instagram it's kind of a departure like i think uh everyone was expecting it to be like a comedy podcast which like it kind of is but um the whole idea with the podcast is like i basically like make jokes about like the struggles of adulting um, every single day. And what I wanted to do with the podcast is like not only talk about the struggles and like, yeah, laugh about them, but I also wanted to bring on an expert every week to yeah. like help solve the problem. Right. Because that was the whole thing. Like, I'm like, I wanted to make a podcast for myself in my 20s who was like waiting on the subway platform, like hating the job that I was on my way to and like had all these struggles. So I was like, I want to make a podcast for her that's going to like help her figure out the like, craziness of her life um so it's like it's pretty informational which yeah like people would not expect oh my gosh i listened to one today about relationships and i learned a ton oh good about how to fight like you know healthy fighting and all of that oh it's yeah great yeah so like yeah the topics are all over the place we talk a lot about relationships yeah. we talk about money and career um mental health um wellness getting older all, all of the things, all the fun things that come with yeah. becoming an adult, a real one. You're like me. The podcast has become like the way that I'm finding out the information I need for my life. Basically. 100%. <laughs> I, it's like, yeah, it's so useful for just me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just asking the questions that I actually need to know the answers to and just sharing it with everyone else. 
Um, well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for Welcome to me. Nashville, too. You're new to Nashville. Yes. I'm Welcome. so excited to be here. I love this town. You like it? I love it. You've lived in New York and LA and now Nashville. What's your favorite? Well, I mean, New York is like always my home I love New York. and like all my friends are there. But yeah. At this time in my life, like I'm like, if I had the option to move back to New York tomorrow, I wouldn't like Nashville is where I want to be really? right now. Yeah. Too hard of a life in New York or why? Not even too hard. Uh, well, actually, yes, it is a difficult life, but it's also like there's a lot of going out, a yeah. lot of partying, yeah. um, a lot of fun. Like it's a great time. But now I'm just like, I kind of want to focus. I, I like like kind of having more downtime, yeah. relaxing. I'm trying to run a business here. So like I can't be like going out till 4 a.m. Right. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you won't be making that 8 a.m. Wake up. On yeah, exactly. So Nash is exactly where I want to be right now. And yeah. it kind of has the best of both worlds because like you can go out this oh, yeah. town if you want to. Yeah. But you can also chill. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome. We're glad you're here. Thanks. Um, you guys go check out Sarah on Big Kid Problems on all social medias and check out the website and the podcast, too. And thanks for listening. This is Kelly Henderson, and you've been listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. I truly believe that every one of us has a little velvet and a little edge. So it's so important to remember that to be strong, you must be soft too. Thank you so much for sharing in those stories with me. You can follow Velvet's Edge on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as velvetsedge.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me every Wednesday for more conversations on lifestyle, beauty, and relationships. Thanks for listening. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.